0: listening to episode 281 of sci-fi tv rewatch my name's dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne as we continue our look at the third season of the netflix science fiction series travelers and today it's breakfast with sci-fi tv rewatch uh, on this 23rd of december both up early you ready for the holiday uh i think we're
1: basically ready um, well, the Ravens gave me my present early last oh my night, gosh, so that, that was, was nice. That was very nice. And,
0: <laughs> uh, now you did tell me that all of your children now understand that Santa is a fraud, Correct.
1: Well, that Santa exists more in your hearts and imagination than in reality. I got it. But okay. yes. So mom and dad don't have to uh, wait till the kids are asleep, stay up
0: till like 3 a.m. to put the presents out. For yeah, care, or, or, or
1: actually having my older daughter is going to probably wrap most of this stuff. So. That
0: sounds good.
1: So yeah, that's uh, so yeah. Say Merry Christmas to you, by the way, David. Let's oh, thank you. Get you that out of the way well. in case I forget early.
0: And, and to all of you guys that have been supporting Sci-Fi TV Rewatch for all these years, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Um, and, uh, you know, as we always say, if you'd like to drop us a line, episode feedback, questions, whatever, Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com is the way to go. Leave a voicemail at the website. Record your own audio clip and send it to us tweet us at sci-fi tv rewatch or consider joining the facebook group and get into the discussions there all right so the only news is really uh, internal and that is that wayne and i are going to be instituting a spoiler zone at the end of the podcast for those of you who have finished the series just as we did with dark and i forget who it was that came up with that suggestion at the time but it, w- it was a great idea yeah that's a good. Idea. so we'll be bringing up odds and ends as we go along but as we get closer to the finale, there obviously will be more things we bring up. I, I, we're only at episode two, so the, we'll just have a few little tidbits at the end here. Yep. So, All right. Now, for my tip of the week, uh, I'm going to go with this Polish Netflix series that my wife and I have been watching, and it's called 1983. Mm. And it is uh, an alternate history for the most part and the storyline is that coordinated attacks in 1983 led to certain historical changes in this alternate history dystopian tale communism did not disappear the iron curtain did not fall and the series follows a young law student as he uncovers a conspiracy to keep the communist status quo in place there are eight episodes which dropped on november 30th 2018 and as i've said many times on this podcast i'm really drawn to these international shows for a lot of reasons and you know one of the things that's difficult about keeping up with this show we listen to the original polish audio and we have the english subtitles obviously but there's so many cultural references And political references that we really don't know exactly what they're talking about, and and we have to constantly hit pause, go to Wikipedia, look something up. Still, it's a lot of fun. So, 1983, it should be showing up on your Netflix. Just uh, appeared or whatever. So that's what I'm going with.
1: All right. Uh, Again, I really don't. Well, I I will go with the uh, the book I'm reading right now. So I'm reading a. astrophysics uh, for people in a hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. is <clears> why <throat> I was actually talking to Mike about it the other day, because Mike actually met and interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I'm pretty jealous about. But, uh, so I, I had said, you, he wrote basically this, this book that he, you know, is nicely giving a title, but really means probably, you know, astrophysics for dummies. I, I still need him to further simplify it. I think a little bit, um, But it's it's, a really good book and everything. It's very interesting about how the the universe works and everything. So anyway. All
0: right. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure everybody has seen him on television at one time or another. And maybe you don't associate the name with the face. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get into Travelers. And we're talking about episode two of season three titled Yates written by Ken Kabatoff, who wrote episode 212, the season 2 finale, 001. All right, so opening scene, we're immediately dropped into a taping of a television show called The Rockwell Report, which is this news program, and I'm making Mm, air quotes, (laughs) uh, whose hosts inflammatory rhetoric about travelers from the future already being here and that the government knows about it forms the basis of his show and he claims that a daniel sosa wants to take assassinated congressman bishop's seat but accuses him of being a traveler himself now did you recognize daniel sosa
1: um i i i did but i didn't (laughs) okay that's
0: zach santiago who played
1: agent miller one of the freelancers in continual All uh, right, that's it. I, it. was like, I mean, like you get that all the time with these shows where oh you just gosh. like see someone and you're like, I know I've seen that dude before, you know, and and you know, obviously, I mean, we've talked about before how there like, there's like this kind of group of actors that um you know, and they fi- they're all Canadians and all these shows that they film in Canada. And they all, you know, basically are in every episode or not every, but every show in at least one episode or something like that. So, yeah.
0: Right now, his wife, who didn't last the entire episode, but I was convinced for the longest time that she was the adult version of one of the actors in the movie School of Rock. Do you, oh, yeah. And I know you've seen that, but do you remember yeah. her, her name was summer and she was the business person of the group. Oh yeah, Miranda will. Cosgrove. Exactly.
1: Wow, dude. Because well, she's, she's, uh, she was, uh, in a, a kid's show that my, my kids watch. I Carly. Yeah, I did. That's see a that. teenager.
0: Well, I was convinced this was her, but of course it, it, it's not. Um, so, in this opening scene, Rockwell's assistant also points out that the confession videos that McLaren's team had recorded earlier have been disappearing from the internet, and that clearly there's some kind of cover up going on. But she did manage to find Carly's, and we get a little bit of a snippet of, yeah, I mean, something we've already seen. Right. So, some of the key points that come up here, and, and some of which I'm still a little fuzzy on. Is Vincent Ingram's original host, Enrico Coliantani, uh, is he in government custody? Is he the fall guy for all of this? Because obviously 001 has inhabited uh, Amanda Tapping's body. And of course, so so is that what the deal is? Because they talk about Vincent Ingram as being the mastermind behind all this. Yeah, and
1: like not in the past tense, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we don't, I don't know, like, but cause the, you know, they use his consciousness transfer machine to, to move zero zero one from, uh, Vincent to Dr. Uh, Perot. So does that mean what's left of Vincent? you know, is, is Vincent Ingram in there? At all, still, or is he some kind of like you know vegetable, right?
0: Or like like a doll state, yeah, from Dollhouse, maybe something like that. But okay, well that that was the takeaway that that I uh, came up with. Now the other thing that occurs in this episode, Phillips having to cope with alternate timelines that he sees, and and that was first brought up uh, last season when we saw him at the Historian's update in that movie theater or whatever it was but what does this actually mean that he's seeing these timelines Uh, and and i guess theoretically couldn't there be an infinite number of alternate timelines i mean we don't get an an answer here but i guess i'm just wondering what it is that means is that a byproduct of the update itself do you think or any
1: theories uh I, yeah, I think so. And well, he's taking those, pill, like he started taking those pills la- last. I really need to go back and watch season two. I think because there's obviously so many things that I refer. Because I remember the pills that he got from that 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 one girl, right? Yeah, and, sure. And so I, are those? But but that he says are story and approves. So I, I I at least have to go back and read my notes. But anyway, so the, the the pills apparently are trying to keep him focused on the current timeline um but you're right he's seeing all the and he's seeing it like it's actually happening because you know like that one time he thinks uh the police come in and start shooting him and uh, trevor it's so it's not like um he realizes he's seeing an alternate timeline he thinks that's what's actually happening so uh as trevor points out this could be problematic for their missions though
0: Well, yeah, and that comes up because he's very secretive about what he calls Protocol 2H, which Trevor – and you have to understand where Trevor's coming from. He knows his friend has been addicted to heroin, and he knows that he's received pills from – and I can't remember the the girl's name that was – actually turned out to be Faction – that gave him the pills to cope with his heroin addiction, which – I assume he's still That's taking... That's
1: right. That's what the girl gave the pills
0: for. Right. And, and I assume he's still taking some form of them that Marcy has been synthesizing. But we're talking about a different pill altogether. These are yes. big yellow capsules. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. So are the two connected somehow? Is that what's causing? I wouldn't think so because the person that was leading the historian update you know brings up the whole idea about the alternate timelines but but still it's an interesting concept and like i said we don't get an answer
1: actually well it just kind of goes back to my pick of the week because um in in his book neil degrasse tyson actually does uh postulate that there might be alternate universes and everything so which is pretty wild that to hear an actual scientist say something that you know science fictionists uh have been uh, big fans of for a long time so
0: well you know the other thing as i've been a student of science fiction and i know you read a lot as well is that so many of these major science fiction writers are in fact scientists themselves and i, I guess on the one hand it's no surprise that they took a, a kernel of information of fact and then uh, expanded on it like you just said um Now, the other thing in this episode, public perception of the traveler threat is brought up. And in a sense, this seems to be a logical first step that the public has limited knowledge, that it's really perceived not unlike people that are convinced we've been invaded by aliens and alien abductions and and all of this. And certainly there is some, and again, I'm making air quotes, evidence that that aliens may have come to earth, but it, it it's sort of in that realm, which when you think about it it, it makes perfect sense
1: that, now, well, what that aliens well it makes perfect sense, no or? that
0: that this is how the traveler idea would be presented and then accepted by the public,
1: right. But, but I mean like I think we've we've talked about this before. It just it still is just such a ludicrous concept that. Who is actually, you know, like like you said, I mean, the same type of fringe people who, and again, I'm not saying aliens don't exist or never visited Earth, but the, the people who like think like aliens are currently and and you know like the conspiracy theorists and everything, I think that's that kind of niche that this guy uh, Rockwell is tapping into because I just can't imagine like actual people buying that you know space or not, travelers from the future are inhabiting the buys of people now i mean that's just that's just ludicrous right i mean that, that didn't seem like that would result in a successful show that seems like people would, would just laugh at this guy
0: well i understand that but then again think about how many time travel shows that are done really well that on the one level appear somewhat plausible given future breakthroughs in, in the scientific world. But, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I, and I definitely agree with that. So uh, the other thing that comes up is this icy relationship between Mac and Yates. And, and obviously, this episode is entitled Yates. A- and the thing that strikes me about Mac is he's going to have to give in a little bit. Things have changed. And to not understand that the FBI is now going to be looking over your shoulder uh, seems sort of silly to, to put up the fight that he's putting up.
1: I think he's just acting very cavalier about it, you know, like trying to think he can go about like, you know, like you said, like he, he just you know wants to go about things like he has always done and kind of disregard the fact that now the government is. On to them, and I guess he probably sees this while well, the government's on to me, but yet they're still letting me do what I need to do. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't. I, I think at the end when Yates says you should have told me what was going on, that maybe he should have, but maybe he shouldn't have. You know.
0: And I understand that he's just met Yates, so I right. I get that. But even if you go back to characters like Hall, who was a traveler himself, and Informed McLaren that you know I'm part of your mission and you need to you know read me in and it's like no, no way yeah and and just and and then the other thing I just wanted to bring up in this you know initial uh, laying out of some of the key points we have a new David an old Jeff and a confused Catherine (laughs) so all right well why don't we look at the first part of the story which I'm referring to the secondaries. Having to cope with what it is they've just experienced in terms right. of the kidnapping, and on, on Which the they one don't hand, really
1: know what they experienced. Well, right?
0: it, exactly. And I mentioned a confused Catherine, and her imagination is running a bit wild. And, and we talked a, a few minutes ago about Philip seeing these alternate timelines, and that's almost what she's experiencing as sure. well.
1: Sure, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. You know, it, it, or is it residual from? The her having, you know, now twice been injected. And I don't mean last. So that that was my mistake last time. I, I you know, I had thought that um, Mac injecting her again with the memory syrup serum. Sorry, um, just thinking about syrup. breakfast, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the 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 memory injection. Yeah, you know, I I thought that that was actually happening. But yeah, obviously, clearly now that this is cat imagining uh, a very nasty version of of Mac. Um, So could it be she's seeing alternate times? That's, you know, in the scope of the show, it's definitely possible.
0: Well, and she's mentioned before that she notices things about her husband that are really different, whether it's his acumen in the bedroom or – Things that he doesn't remember that he should remember about uh, people that they've met in the past, uh, but these are questions that have nagged at her for a while. That obviously somebody like Philip doesn't have to be concerned with to a large extent. Trevor, because he can always
1: use the excuse of the concussion that he suffered. Oh right, yeah. I, I feel like Mac just needs a a better cover, st- like you know, like the travel. Like they said travelers in here. They give them which the protocol five, right? That they got to live out their lives, but they obviously have extremely incomplete, you know, um, data on the, the person who's now the host, you know, you just need like a better cover story. Like, like, yeah, have him get in a car accident and, Oh man, I can't remember anything about, you know, not like I get it, but you know, like fake it or something that, well, sure. that he could genuinely say to cat, listen, Ever since the accident, I can't remember squat about before.
0: Right. And, yeah. and how easy would that be given the, the access he has to Marcy's technology and, 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 yeah. and, and FBI uh, resources. So, yeah. Now that being
1: said though, like what, is, like cat, like what you do, you like, what do you think is happening? How, how is this guy not your husband? You know, like maybe he's different. But you know, like we know that another consciousness has entered into her husband's body, but she doesn't know that. She, that's not even remotely possible in Cat's world. So, like, what does she think is going on here? Like, well, when I, she says, like, like, like she, you're not, like, you're, you're not the man, or he's not the man he used to be, or whatever. She says something like that. Like, well. Who do you think he is? You know, do you think like the, the, the Russians found like, a uh, like grabbed his DNA and, uh, another clone. Cause all right. So that is something that's possible, but for what is actually possible, which she seems to suspect is happening. Like that's not even a thing. Like, uh, so anyway, well, but I think
0: the logical conclusion for her and, and any wife or husband who's partner has suddenly changed fairly radically and i've mentioned this before in the bedroom because that does come up in in a a prior season is that there must be another woman involved you know where
1: did you learn how to do that and and, (laughs) well in that case she was right okay so that that makes sense but she's like thinking like she says to david right like he's like a different person it's like well like, what do you think's going on then, Kat? Like, you know, like you know that about the thing with Carly. Yeah. Um, you know, but this seems beyond that. You know, like I agree with you absolutely. Like, when when a spouse changes like that, you're you're thinking, oh, well, this they're having an affair. But uh, she knows about that, since and, and still it's it's bothering her how different he is. So, like, what does she think is actually going on?
0: Yeah. Now, who do you think sets up this coffee shop meeting that Jeff
1: fails to post for? I, I mean, most likely candidate, I think, would be David, but, you know, like.
0: Right. And, and in, in this meeting, and it's really just David and Catherine, you know, she mentions to David that she's felt this way before, like something's missing. And of course, that goes back to the plane crash. He's a lot more trusting than Kat, in fact, gives her the name of a therapist, but. It, it's an interesting scene in that we wonder, are these three eventually going to get together and talk? And we know that Jeff appears to remember much more than these two. But the one thing about David is, is that he's working out so that he can hang with Marcy. And, you know, <laughs> they are such a cute couple. I I love them. We don't even need to ship them. They're together. Right. And, and I love that scene when he tells her that he's got to be ready for whatever life throws at him. She hits him in the face with an orange. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just lucky. It wasn't an avocado. Yeah. And, and what's so great about that is she doesn't realize how funny she can be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. True. True. Yeah, absolutely. It, very, uh, you know, obviously the super cute relationship. I just, I hate how they met, you know, like it's still, I, I know I've, went off on this in this in season one and, and you probably saw in season two still about how the, the basic inappropriateness of, of the relationship starting in the first place. I just wish the writers had not done that. They had come up with some other way for David and Marcy to, to get together because it's still just, it's always in the back of my mind that, you know, this really, you know, with what she was before and how this relationship started was just like really inappropriate for, for David to go there in, in the first place. But now they're, they're awesome. And it just, I, but I, I just 100%, 100% be, you know, appreciative of it because it's just still in the back of my mind is like that bit. And then she could have just so easily had them meet some other way, you know, like after, marcy you know entered into the host like you know she could have just run into david like as a stranger in a bar or a coffee shop or something you know rather than having to be you know him being her social worker
0: well i I understand it we've talked about this before and and i think i'm better with it than you are because, and we might argue that David is incredibly naive to believe her story, that she's been undercover with the FBI and that I've really just been faking this intellectually challenged young woman. So I I get what you're saying. and, And I guess what I like about it is that it provides this opportunity for this incredibly naive man to go from the point at which he's what is he he's not her supervisor her uh the case
1: manager or something yeah, like that.
0: okay this this point where he goes from her case manager to her friend to her lover still I, I understand what you're saying now the other thing marcy asks philip about david's tell and of course he doesn't tell her anything and and i like how philip is sort of being set up as this individual on the team who's set apart because he knows things about them right but i can't tell you and i won't tell you right right and i guess she's concerned that perhaps david will become a host or just die and philip knows how he's going to die and she wants to know which is obviously treading into dangerous territory now yeah uh, Fred brings this up in his feedback. She comes home, finds David asleep on the floor after working out. And again, I, I like the fact that right away, oh my God, did something happen? But no, we see him snoring, so he's fine. Yeah. And then she gives him another shot of, we assume, the memory inhibitor. It certainly looked like the same case. And that then begs the question are additional shots required? The other conversation that she has with him goes into respect for what each other does. And look, we we understand what his perception of what it is she does it, it is just monumental on, on the one hand. It, it is just so cool. You're this FBI doctor, but you're so much more. But then when she tells him that she respects what he does, we know she really means it because – She sees what it is he does, and I guess that's why, on the one hand, cute couple aside, they do seem like that perfect couple because they really are truly about helping people, and you might say, well, she wants to help the whole world, which is ultimately true, Yeah, and while he – doesn't want to help the whole world, you know, making the contribution that he makes as a social worker is pretty
1: darned important as well. So, you know, I like, yeah, no, I, I just, I've, I've pretty much gotten over that and, and I can appreciate them. And I love David as a character now. I just, it's always in the back of my mind that I just wish that they'd found some other way to, to accomplish what you would, said before and i think there there is ways that could have had that happen without him you know having to having to be like this this element of him that's maybe not quite right so all right well one thing that
0: still nags at me who placed that yellow sticky note in jeff's car right it says what you remember is true and there's what appears to be a phone
1: number yeah, I wish that they made the phone number like eight six seven five three have been hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, like I don't know. Uh, my first suspicion would be the zero zero one.
0: Yeah, to what end though?
1: So I don't know. Like, well, this has to be like who who knows? Well, so it's if not that, then maybe faction. Like someone in the faction. Like you know, I mean, it's obviously. Someone who not only knows about the Travelers, but knows that that Jeff is somehow involved with the Travelers as well.
0: Well, I'm also glad that his drinking has finally come out into the open. Not that his co-workers didn't know that he had a problem with alcohol, but finally that he's arrested, he's got his baby in the car, the baby's turned over to Child Protective Services, and ultimately what happens is it is what should have happened a long time ago is that that child was placed into a home the would be but but we we understand i mean it's like marcy falling in love with david that carly fell in love with that baby i don't want to say immediately but it didn't take her that long and and it was genuine love even though there wasn't that Intellectual connection. I mean, clearly there's a biological connection, but right,
1: uh, you know, and we've talked about this before as well. Is that you know, really, ultimately, there's no way Carly could maintain this. And I'm not saying women can't be both mothers and employed, but like her her job as well, quote unquote job as a you know operative from the future trying to prevent. Uh, a world catastrophe and a single mother, they just, you know, and and isn't necessarily working out. If anything can bring danger to the baby Uh, as, as heartbreaking as, as it is for her, um, it's probably, as you said, probably best for the baby and Hey, protective services in the world of travelers, Way to take the kid from his mother and give him to his alcoholic dad who's living in the ho- Really? You're going to give a kid to a guy who's living in the hotel room? Like, seriously? Is that, can that even be possible? <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's just, that, that, that was a bit of a stretch. I think that, that they would they hand the kid over to, to Jeff. Well,
0: yeah. And you know, you, you get this image in your head of Carly walking out of the house Baby Jeff in one arm, her black sniper rifle case in the other, yeah, and that was
1: fairly- That's not a healthy way to raise a kid.
0: <laughs> no now, Jeff shows up at Max, and i don 't know about you, but I was waiting for something physical to happen i mean we've seen I'll, I'll carly
1: the freaking throw a bag over his head and take him someplace and shoot him
0: well I, I mean we've seen Carly kick his ass on numerous occasions. we have to believe that max's skills are are you know, equally up to Carly's, even though he's physically a bit older, his, his host's body. But but Jeff tells him, I remember things. I know who you are. I know what you are. I'm going to tell Cat. On the one hand, we don't know exactly what he knows and what he thinks McLaren is, if, if it's in fact a traveler. Okay. Telling Cat is probably the least of McLaren's worries right, with right.
1: Jeff. But, right. you know, like, Jeff is just, like, asking, like, this is a, in as many episodes so far this season that he, you know, threatened McLaren. It's just like, dude, who do you think you're dealing with, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's not like if you, there's like a super dangerous person that you know that you're going to go and say, hey, I'm going to jam you up, man. <laughs> you probably just steer clear of him. Jeff like you know obviously the drinking probably doesn't help in his uh you know logical thinking and everything but
0: right and this is all part of the new world order for McLaren's team. Carly obviously now losing baby Jeff and as we said this clearly is what's best for him. Philip and Trevor meditating at Ops. I'm not sure exactly what that's all about is that Trevor's attempt to help philip deal with the visions that he's having but more to the point what device are they working on did i
1: miss something um we both missed it then yeah i don't okay. know
0: and maybe we're not meant to really know that it's anything that has something specific to do with this plot that it's just they're always working on something at ops
1: so right or you know i i'm glad you brought that up because i kind of felt like that was something that maybe earlier in the script had been in there, and then they, they took the earlier thing out, but left this in, and so we're where we're just like, well, wait, well, yeah, well, what are they working? But I think really what you said there is is the thing is that they're always working on something,
0: right? And, and then that's of course that scene that you alluded to earlier when the FBI bursts in with a strike team, Yates has a gun trained on Philip, and he's terrified. And then we see that this is all in Philip's mind. This is an alternate timeline. And hopefully we'll get some clarity on what these actually mean. Are these potential timelines? Are they, like you you mentioned with uh, uh, Neil deGrasse, is it possibly an alternate universe? They're still cool. I will say that. But if we don't get any information about what they actually mean... Yeah. They'll be less cool.
1: I just you know, feel like that. the 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 present is so in flux because you know they're changing things that historically happen. But as we found out from uh, other travelers coming back, the future is not better. So while things are constantly changing, so it just seems like this is a a time of tremendous flux you know like there's a lot like so as you said like the the number of timelines that are possible in any moment are are infinite and philip is kind of seeing all that because maybe the the timeline that they're on is splintered so so now he's seeing this splintering effect maybe yeah
0: i'm still unable to wrap my head around the fact that none of the others know that a protocol 2h exists i mean every team has a historian that i assume the concept of the historian updates was read to you know the other members of the team again now i don't want to get hung up on on a little detail now
1: i thought he just made it up
0: well (laughs) now yate's Becomes part of Mac's world and the Rockwell mission, if you will, it makes up the bulk of the episode. And there's a group that goes after Sosa because they believe he's a traveler, which he is not. And as we said, that the majority of the world still believes that travelers like aliens are the products of fantasies of individuals who want something to be true even if it's unfortunately
1: some of those individuals have some pretty high powered weapons right
0: but yates says that she's his new partner and then i love when he says oh so i see you took the big office yeah so uh, that ought to be the tip-off right away that you're a little bit more than my partner because mac's desk was out with uh, everybody else's desk and uh, what was his other partner's name his first the guy that uh, got overwritten
1: um start with a w Uh, walt we learned that yates is the liaison
0: between mac's team and the fbi but uh, as i said earlier he he refuses to accept her authority especially as it applies to the team's missions but that's when we see that scene where rockwell's assistant gets a call to look at something in her email and it's a video of a hacktivist group Who blames Rockwell for Katie Sosa's death? And then, of course, Mac and Yates are assigned to provide protection. We talked a lot about Jeff being unlikable. Boy, uh, (laughs) Rockwell's (laughs) given him a run for his
1: money. Yeah, yep, definitely. Well, you know, again, I'm just going to take a moment to say that I, I am a little disappointed that it's because remember like jeff was starting to get okay and now he's back to being terrible again uh, there's only like two uh, right now people of color on this show and and one of them is the biggest a-hole on the show so you know, i'm like i don't know just from a a a certain standpoint like why do they have to make the biggest jerk be one of the few people of color on the show so i you know but and then maybe they bounce out a little bit with this the rockwell guy who as you said is also incredibly hate, hateable as well
0: yeah and we'll talk about something he tells mac in in a few minutes but before we get to that point the the scene when mac and yates are in the car and he's still being an incredible baby about the whole thing. And apparently he was tasked with providing food for the partners. And, uh, okay, so there are no donuts, there's no tacos, there are no burgers. He's got vegan vegetables, I guess. If It looks like true. just like carrots. Okay. So everybody's a vegan in the future because there's no animal protein. And what she's trying to get him to tell her is – I think information that really would make her job as liaison a lot easier. And he's reluctant to tell her anything and it's almost anything she, he does tell her it's almost like it slips out accidentally and he doesn't almost realize what it is. He, he just gave up.
1: Yeah. And I think also she, Gates is obviously naturally curious about, you know, what's the future like she, uh, she raises the point that if, you know the future was great then obviously they wouldn't be back here trying to change it so
0: right and the concept of taking over host bodies and and he does answer that and she asks is it painful and he's honest and says it is for for a few minutes and and then she tells him about the director using her comatose mother to send a message and then that line forgive me for not thanking you since her mother died right after giving the message and and in her mind it's the fact that my mother's last words weren't her own yeah and and I understand that that that's certainly something she has to deal with in terms of her role in
1: the in the traveler program as a liaison so so I sure. get that I mean that's that's definitely something that, that's tough and 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 tough to deal with and you can we completely understand why like she is you know wary of of working with the travelers um, especially with that emotional baggage that's there. Hey, re- real quick question, Dave did uh, did you think that Yates gets a, a couple at some times during this episode kind of reminds you of Rachel Nichols?
0: A little bit, especially in her mannerisms yeah yeah oh, i think oh, her no voice
1: question. a little bit too and then the eyes and everything So i was like yeah i mean i know it's not rachel Nichols, but i'm like you know what she kind of reminds me of rachel Nichols. so anyway yeah now
0: yates and mac are at rockwell's house and and that line i was just referring to a, a, about two minutes ago he tells mac at the end of the day i don't care if what i say is true or not as long as i can convince people to believe
1: it Says Donald Trump.
0: Like Mac, (laughs) stunned and dumbfounded. And he tries to get people to believe the unbelievable. And Mac, of course, tells him to stop because people are getting hurt. Even tells him he's a traveler. And I love the look on Yates' face. Like, what the hell are you doing? Where is this going? And it's almost like he's using Rockwell's own approach on Rockwell, I guess to see, well, can I get him to believe the
1: unbelievable, if you will. But, but you know, uh, this watching it the second time, I kind of figure out this is all, you know, of, of setting Rockwell up so that he can be, uh, entered.
0: Yes. A- right? And yes, so, a- a- that's a wonderful scene. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no, it's just like, you know, later when, uh, Sosa has a gun on him and, he says, you know, I, you know, I'm not a traveler and everything. You know, instead of, you know, what might have potentially saved his life, is Rockwell said, you, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally sorry. You know, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But instead, he's like, no, the travelers really exist. You know, look, you know, and so like, uh, w- which means you know, that he's going to actually get shot, which means that you know, now that they have the green light to replace him and everything. Right, and the traveler takes
0: over Rockwell's host. And then I love Mac just turns to her, well, you wanted to meet my team. yeah. And and of course, she's angry that she was kept in the dark and feels that Rockwell was not given a real choice. And that's something that we've talked about for the first two seasons. But of course, for Yates, this is her first experience with, is this murder or as McLaren says, they were going to historically die anyway. So we're really giving this person a second chance, even though it's Not the same person,
1: absolutely. Well, yeah, and even I guess seem more important is that they give Sosa uh, a second chance here,
0: right? And and then we see him go on that other talk show, and it's a new Rockwell. And as we observe Yates watching this new Rockwell admit that he abused his power as a journalist, he's going to donate to charity, everything's going to change. She doesn't know what to think that, well, if this is what travelers do, how can I say that's a bad thing?
1: But, and, uh, and so there's, there's also this with, cause he talks about it with Yates here is this idea of, which has always been there. Heck, I don't even know if we talked about it, but this idea that the director is like God, right? Like they don't, they, you know, it's all, the, you know, the they speak like, religious i don't know if i should say zealots but you know super religious people who are just like well it's all in the grand plan it's you know for the greater good it's for what the director said you know like it's this unquestioning loyalty um that is like definitely akin to a uh you know a very intense religiousness so i mean i think that that obviously we've you know question the director uh, before and what is this quote unquote grand plan and especially what you know after the the Helios thing when you know, we discover the travelers are still coming back so things didn't get better when this one thing that they thought was going to change everything happened to me like that that issue comes um, comes up you know well
0: and that's kind of the fundamental question are the travelers making things better or are they making things worse and. Obviously, we're along for the ride. We don't know yet, but it is something that has to be considered. So, yeah. All right. Anything you want to bring up before we listen to Fred's feedback?
1: Um, Just the one thing is uh, what you mentioned. We had mentioned before how they uh, the the type of food that the the travelers love, especially Trevor. We see he makes popcorn and dumps about a uh, three cups of butter on top of the popcorn. Yeah, and he says
0: something like, "Well, I knew about corn, and I knew about popcorn, and it's yeah. like, but man, I never thought together." <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's always one of those things you, you said when you, know, you have like these fish out of the water person from the future it comes back to the past and is just like, you know, all the minute things and like I remember you and Mike, I believe, were keeping a tally of. Um, things and continuum where you know people from the future were amazed by things in the in our our time here and it's always kind of funny when they do that so
0: well well, and it also begs the question why is mac a dietary holdout why does he insist on continuing to eat vegan when there are so many other options
1: yeah i
2: know all right.
0: All right. Well, let's take a listen to what Fred has to say about Episode 2 of Travelers.
2: Hello, Dave and Wayne. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Travelers Season 3, Episode 2. This will be a little bit less extensive as you are used for me, and that's because I have to get feedback for all kinds of other podcasts as well. For instance, one of the things that happened, of course, is the two episode finale of Timeless has dropped on the 20th of, uh, of December and I have to give feedback there for the Golden Spiral Media Remaking History podcast and another thing that happened the day after is that the whole season second season of Marvel's Runaways has dropped and I try to give feedback for Fantastic Geeks Matt and Pete uh, podcast about that but they always do it in a very high pace, in the sense of three. When when a series all at once is dropped, they do three podcasts a week. And now they are even they still are going to drop three podcasts, but they are going to record four of them just before Christmas within a frame of four days. So four days, four podcasts, and uh, poor poor Fred has to keep pace with these uh, speedy guys. So. That are the disadvantages of uh, dropping all at once if you want to give feedback for podcasts. And I'm so, so happy you do it in a different way. So I have the time to prepare my proper uh, feedback. Nevertheless, just for this time, it will be a little less than usual. And from January onward, it will also be Star Trek Discovery that comes around. Okay, about travelers. Actually, I have a few questions. Why does Marcy give David extra shots? Are those memory blockers? And why does he need them? And what happens to the others if they don't get them? David has met Catherine. Did he forget that now after more of these memory blockers? Next question. Will Jeff find Catherine? And what will happen then? Is she going to remember more? Next question. Why didn't we see Dr. Perot, a.k.a. Vincent Ingram, so far? Next one. What will Agent Yates do from now onward? My question last week, if we will see her for more episodes, is answered, I think. Now she knows everything and even witnessed the arrival of a traveler. Next one. What about protocol 2H? I didn't look it up, but wasn't that something from season one with Philip that he could see alternative timelines and that he had to block that with medicines because he otherwise would go crazy? But why is he so secretive about this? Why can't he tell that the other ones in general? I mean, not specific futures, but in general. Next one. Is it not strange that
1: The
0: FBI is now a governing body over the traveler program.
2: Or is the FBI actually full of travelers? Do we believe McLaren when he says to Yates The director acknowledges that authorities have become aware of traveler operations in the 21st. That it is in everybody's best interest that those actions, both past and future, be kept from the general public and that the director itself will inform said authorities of further actions if and when it sees fit. Final remark, nice undercover operation they pulled off at the NCN Cable News building. That was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands, and have a nice holiday. Bye. All right, well, why don't we
0: address some of Fred's questions, uh, and he mentions about marcy giving david extra shots well i just think she realizes he wasn't drunk enough to uh get back in the bedroom and uh he needed a couple no not those kind of shots (laughs) are those memory blockers why does he need them and what happens to the others that don't get these and certainly that's a question that comes up and and we talked about the use of memory inhibitors as sort of a cheat last week yeah but uh You know, we see it used tonight. Sosa is given one in the studio so that he won't remember, you know, what has just happened. But uh, yeah, so I, I guess to answer your question, Fred, we don't really know why, whether, you know, they wear off or whether she was afraid that he was remembering things. So now he mentions that David has met Catherine. Did he forget that now after getting more memory blockers? And Fred, I'm not exactly sure i mean are you implying that that when they're in the cafe that he didn't seem to know her because i mean he certainly is aware that they were kidnapped together
1: yeah uh yeah well i i think i mean they know each other in the cafe right in the coffee shop
0: yeah so i'm not sure fred what what you're referring to there um Will Jeff find Catherine and what will happen then? Is she going to remember more? And I think that's going to be a key because Jeff, to this point, just keeps saying, I remember things. I know who you are. I know what you are. We don't know exactly what those things are. So if he points detailed items out to Catherine, will that jog things in her memory? Sure. Yeah,
1: could be. Uh, especially yeah. since we see that like her memory is jogging you know or, or you know at least warming up yeah um you know i i've been calling for jeff's imminent demise since basically uh the first episode of the first season and he is once again uh, uh survived uh, an episode where I, I thought he might end up getting shot by the end of it so we'll see i mean this this You know, he, he's definitely, he's almost like, uh, like a, a Loki or a puck, you know, like right now he's just like a, you know, he's kind of stirring the pot a little bit, you know, he's like that unnecessarily making things happen. Yeah.
0: Now he asks why we haven't seen Dr. Perot, AKA Vincent Ingram so far, Fred, I think the practical answer is is that Amanda Tapping is off on another set directing a future episode of Travelers. Seriously, I would say that's probably why that said, they do have a lot of other story to tell. So while I love Dr. Perot and Amanda Tapping, you know, I, I think it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with, uh, Fred asking that question because yeah I mean that's like a big thing I mean zero zero one is out there right so and yet two episodes we really haven't seen him her whatever right and uh, has immense
0: resources as well
1: sure yeah absolutely but uh, I I also agree that probably your assessment is the correct one is that Amanda tapping was just. Doing something else I mean she's super busy she directs tons of episodes of other shows and everything as well as the episodes of travelers that she does so probably yeah the, the actual real life reason is just that she's just too busy to really get in front of the camera.
0: Right. And now what of Agent Yates? How much are we going to see of her? I mean, she she knows pretty much everything that's going on, but she doesn't know everything as evidenced by the questions she asks McLaren, which then leads us to believe that her superiors don't know a lot of these details as well. Again, Yates... Right away is just such a great character. I I, I love the actor that that plays Yates. Uh, I love the character of Yates. So, if they don't utilize her, I will really be disappointed. So, I would like to think and expect that we're going to see a lot of Yates moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But you know, you, yeah, you never know. But uh, yeah, I mean, she obviously is playing a major role in the show so far. So yeah, now. Fred brings
0: up protocol 2 H and we talked a little bit about that during the course of the discussion. Why is Philip so secretive about it? And I think it goes back to the fact that he knows new things about them as well. And perhaps people that they love, like when Marcy asks him about David. So I, I think he has to be secretive about that. On, on the one hand, it, probably is really a protocol and and number 2 he doesn't want these people doing things that they shouldn't do like when Trevor saved Grace that first time when he had her right. out in the woods so I, th- I think there's a lot to philip and, and what he's tasked and and again that's something that we've talked about before what an awesome responsibility that must be to know these things that in many cases are pretty pr-
1: pretty horrific Tied in with that as well is his reluctance to just have the others see him taking pills. Yeah. Right. Uh, because he knows that people freak out like as uh, Trevor did. Yeah, I mean, Trevor didn't freak out, but Trevor noticed him taking the pills is like, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't like where that's going. Um, just because of his, you know, his, or actually say his host uh, addiction, his struggles with addiction you know, just any time he, he takes a, a pill, obviously everyone around him kind of cocks their eyes and everything. He's just, I think part of it also is he's just trying to, to minimize that and not have to deal with that. Now, he
0: asks, is it strange that the FBI is governing the traveler program, or is it because the FBI is actually just full of travelers? And Fred, I guess you maybe mean why is it the FBI as opposed to the CIA or the NSA?
1: And or homeland an, security,
0: yeah, or homeland security, or whether it actually does have something to do with the fact that the FBI is full of travelers. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess on the one hand, it could have been any of the uh, alphabet agencies, but <laughs> I, I guess just because we already are comfortable with the FBI and we already know certain characters in it, that it just maybe made more narrative sense yeah, to do like that, like Mulder
1: and Scully, yeah.
0: So, And they says, do, do we believe when McLaren says to Yates that the director acknowledges that authorities have become aware of the traveler operations in the 21st, that it's in everybody's best interest that those actions, both past and future, be kept from the general public, and that the director itself will inform said authorities of further actions if and when it sees fit? So do we believe when McLaren says that to Yates? Well, isn't that the the line she's reading to him i can't see i can't remember the context that that's yeah Yeah. when uh but i mean that certainly does sound like something mclaren would say because it basically says that the director's in charge and i have faith in the director's decisions so if the director says that you're uh ready to
1: know what the future's really like then i'll tell you until then so right yeah, um but. and i've you know, jokingly mentioned Mulder and scully but i think like on a on a narrative level the, the fbi is just kind of this ubiquitous enforcement agency that is just all the time on television just you know whenever someone's trying to uncover large national scandals it's the, the guy, you know, you're gonna have an FBI agent as the hero and everything. So it, it's just kind of like, I think, a, a, a almost like a trope or a cliche to, you know, to use the FBI as, as the vehicle for, you know, this type of story. So,
0: okay. Well, Fred, thanks as always. Great feedback, great questions. I'm sure we'll hear from you next week. All right, dude. So at this point, let's go ahead and enter the spoiler zone. And I guess if we had a cool stinger, we could play before I say that in the background. But if you have not finished all 10 episodes of Travelers Season 3, stop here. Do not proceed. And uh, let's uh, kick it off. Now, what I want to mention to you and and to everybody is that I watched Episode 1. Waited a week, watched episode two to prepare for this podcast. But after I did my notes for episode two, uh, I just couldn't help myself. I binged three, four, and five. And then two days later, six through ten. Nice. That's a good binging, Dave. It is. I sent a message to Michael were after episode five that i was a bit underwhelmed and he of course shot back at me like what are you effing crazy <laughs> but in retrospect episodes one through five were okay six through ten
1: kick ass i'm trying because i basically yeah i watched the episode one and then like a week later i i, I think i did I, I i think it went like two three like two and three and then four and five and six, seven and then eight and then nine. There's something like that. So it's probably over like four nights. Um, but I, I think with my recollection of that is, well, I mean, obviously the end of the season was great. I mean, the end of the season had me actually one night considering whether, you know, it was like 11 o'clock and like, I really want to watch another episode, but I, I definitely have to work tomorrow. So like, Despite my strong inclination to to stay up another forty five minutes, I think I'm just going to go to bed. But it took a lot of willpower for me to do that. So, but but I, especially as we go back and rewatch, I think I'm even more going to agree with you that the the first half of the season was not necessarily as great as the the last, especially like the the very the the last episode itself. It's just oh, wow. Okay.
0: Now, I had one item I was going to bring up, but in the course of our discussion, I, I have a second one. So Fred brings up in his feedback about Marcy giving David an extra shot of the memory inhibitor. But of course, we know that she was actually implanting a comm device at that point.
1: Right. Well, we couldn't say that during the podcast
0: exactly, so that's something we learn later, and that's probably why he has so much discomfort in his neck right or, you know over the course of the next day yeah now yeah. the the other thing though, you know you mentioned David and Marcy and their initial meeting, and that you felt it was inappropriate and all of that and i I don't want to get into the ending very much right now because. You know, there's so much uh, to transpire, and, and obviously, you're, if you're listening, you've seen the ending. I, I are they setting up another way for David and
1: Marcy to meet? I mean, we certainly yeah.
0: see that to a we, certain extent, we, but we,
1: we definitely see that. Yeah, um, I think you know, going back and watching, it's, even though after the big reset, they, they kind of get together. Um, it's it, it's tough because those. I mean, we basically see David die twice, right? Sure. We see him get shot and we think he, well, he's dead for sure. Right. But then he lives, but then he dies. And it's really like the first time it happened, I I was just like, that's like a little like, (gasps) like you gasp, right? Like, I mean, I like, I gasped. I like really gasped. Like I couldn't believe it when he got shot. Um, And then you have the next episode, which I think is called David. It's long and drawn out. He's dying and he dies at the end of it. And then now we go back and see David and like that's emotional there you know like that's it's it's you see them together it, it, it uh, if you've already seen the rest of the the season it certainly adds uh, a level of uh, pathos to those scenes with David and Marcy.
0: Yeah. And uh let's go ahead and leave the ending right there. Uh anything you want to bring up for the spoilers? Well, okay, game?
1: so you just like like Sosa, right? Like You know, like, after this episode, especially since it's only episode two, we think, like, the characters of so side Rockwell are going to play a part in the rest of the season, but they totally don't. Yeah. And, and, you
0: know, more and more shows do that. And I don't want to say it drives me crazy, but you get some great characters that you could take advantage of, even if it's just an episode or two here and there. But, as you said, they don't.
1: What it ends up being is just like this big conversion where Rockwell gets on and says, "Oh, I'm going to be a nice guy now," and that's it. You know, like so, it just seems like uh, the payoff there is is kind of like nope. I don't know. yeah, yeah. So here, this is actually the really good spoiler question I have because you know I keep saying how I'm just you know why don't they just kill Jeff? Like, well, I mean, seriously, like he's just begging to just you know be sh- shot and have his body you know dropped in the bottom of a deep lake but is it because they know he's going to die soon anyway that they just let it go
0: um i guess and uh, and of course uh, we see him as a new man and he he is likable and and watching carly have to come to terms that this is not the jeff that i've known through the first two seasons And, you know, him even letting her know, I understand why you look at me that way. So, so that's pretty cool as well. But yeah, I I guess that's that radical change. And then of course there's another radical change with Jeff's character.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that character goes through loads of radical changes, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was just one, cause that scene where he goes to confront Mac and I think as I have been thinking now for three seasons is why don't they just shoot this guy? And now I'm like, Oh, well maybe, maybe they don't. Cause like I, clearly very few people would miss Jeff. If he disappeared to, if, if Mac just, you know, strangled him and uh, you know, like you know, disintegrated his body in sulfuric acid or something, I don't think anyone would really miss Jeff like at all. Um, so why do the travelers allow this wild card to be running around, threatening to expose them? Uh, I just thought, oh, well maybe it's because, you know, the director's like, Hey, hands off Jeff, you know, the, the director knowing that, uh, take a life yeah right well, don't take a life right, which actually yeah that that is a thing too, that's true, but uh you know with the the director knowing that well, I'm gonna need this guy soon to you know, so I don't know anything else I think that's it, like I put the all the spoiler notes i I made in uh blue font, so I would know not to say them during the podcast cool so, so
0: and as we said uh as the season progresses we'll drop more and once we get closer to the end there's just so much to talk about and and then if you recall we had to have two episodes to talk about the finale of dark i I think we may be headed down that road with travelers but you know we'll see as we
1: as we get closer there's there's gonna be a lot to unpack with that last one yes yes so
0: all right well we'll go ahead and leave it there and want to thank you guys for joining us Love to hear what you think about Travelers, Haunting of Hill House, which we'll be returning to in a few months. Anything else in genre TV, encourage you to join the Facebook group. Share your thoughts with the Sci-Fi TV Rewatch community. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails go to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails via the SpeakPipe tab, which you can access through the website. We hope you enjoyed the bonus episode that we released earlier in the week and that will be the first of hopefully many more to come by the time you listen to this uh we hope you had a very merry christmas and a wonderful holiday and we'll be back next week to take a look at season three episode three of netflix's time travel series
1: travelers but until then You know, Dave, I noticed that every week it seems like you're talking more and more. And I just want you to know, I'm giving notice that I'm not going to be pushed around anymore.